0: Section 6 of the Book of the Thousand Nights in a Night, Volume 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jordan Coriotti. Night 899. When it was the 899th night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the Baghdad man who owned the man entered Basora, he was perplexed for not knowing the Hashimi's house so i accosted said he a grocer and taking of him ink-case and paper sat down to write he admired my handwriting and seeing my dress stained and soiled questioned me of my case to which i replied that i was a stranger and poor quoth he wilt thou abide with me and order the accounts of my shop and i will give thee that food and clothing and half a dirham a day for ordering the comps of my shop and quoth i tis well and abode with him and kept his accounts and ordered his income and expenditure for a month at the end of which he found his income increased and his disbursements diminished. Wherefore he thanked me and made my a dirham a Day. When the year was out, he proposed to me to marry his daughter and become his partner in the shop. I agreed to this, and went in to my wife and applied me to the shop. But I was broken in heart and spirit, and grief was manifest upon me, and the grocer used to drink and invite me thereto, but I refrained from melancholy. I abode on this wise two years, till, one day, As I sat in the shop, behold, there passed by a parcel of people with meat and drink, and I asked the grocer what was the matter. Quoth he, This is the day of the pleasure-makers, when all the musicians and dancers of the town go forth with the young men of fortune to the banks of the Abola River and eat and drink among the trees there. The spirit prompted me to solace myself with the sight of this thing, and I said in my mind, Happily among these people I may forgather with her I love. So I told the grocer that I had a mind to this, and he said, Up and go with them, and thou please. He made me ready meat and drink, and I wait till I came to the river of Ebola, when, behold, the folk were going away. I also was about to follow, when I escaped the ra'is of the bark, wherein the Hashimi had been with the damsel, and he was going along the river. I cried out to him and his company, who knew me, and took me on board with them, and said to me, Art thou yet alive? And they embraced me, and questioned me of my case. I told them my tale, and they said, indeed we saw that drunkenness had got the better of thee and that thou hast fallen into the water and was drowned then i asked them of the damsel and they answered when she came to know of thy loss she rent her raiment and burnt the lute and fell to buffeting herself and lamenting and when we returned with the Hashimi to bassorah we said to her leave the sweeping and wailing quoth she i will don black and make me a tomb beside the house and abide there and repent from singing we allowed her so to do and on this wise she abideth to this day then they carried me to the hashimi's house where i saw the damsel as they had said when she espied me she cried out a great cry methought she had died and i embraced her with a long embrace then said the hashimi to me take her and i said tis well but do thou free her and according to thy promise marry her to me accordingly he did this and gave us costly goods and store of raiment and furniture and five hundred dinars saying this is the amount of that which i propose to allow you every month but on condition that thou be my cup-companion and that i hear the girl sing when i will furthermore he assigned us private quarters and bade transport thither all our need so when i went to the house i found it filled of furniture and stuffs and carried the damsel thither then i betook myself to the grocer and told him all that had betided me begging to hold me guiltless for divorcing his daughter without offence on her part and i paid her her dowry and what else behoved me I abode with Tahashimi in this way two years, and became a man of great wealth, and was restored to the former estate of prosperity wherein I had been at Baghdad, I and the damsel, and indeed Allah the bountiful put an end to our troubles, and loaded us with the gifts of good fortune, and caused our patience to result in the attainment of our desire, wherefore to him be the praise in this world, and the next were two year returning. And among the tales men tell is that of King Jaliad of Hind and his wazir Shimas, followed by the history of King Weird Khan, son of king Jaliad, with his women and wazirs. There was once in days of yore, and in ages and times long gone before, in the land of Hind, a mighty king, tall of presence, and fair of favor, and goodly of parts, noble of nature, and generous, beneficent to the poor, and loving to his lieges, and all the people of his realm. His name was Jaliad, and under his hand were two and seventy kings, and in his cities three hundred and fifty kazis. He had three score and ten wazirs, and over every ten of them he set a premier. The chiefest of all his ministers was a man called Shimas, who was then two-and-twenty years old, a statesman of pleasant presence and noble nature, sweet of speech and ready in reply, shrewd in all manner of business, skilful withal and sagacious for all his tender age, a man of good counsel and fine manners, versed in all arts and sciences and accomplishments, And the king loved him with exceeding love, and cherished him by reason of his proficiency in eloquence and rhetoric, and the art of government, and for that which Allah had given him of compassion and brooding care with his lieges. For he was a king just in his kingship, and a protector of his peoples, constant in beneficence to great and small, and giving them that which befitted them of good governance and bounty, and protection and security, and a lightener of their loads in taxes and tithes. And indeed he was loving to them each and every, high and low, and treating them with kindness and solicitude and governing them in such goodly guise as none had done before him. But with all this, Almighty Allah had not blessed him with a child, and this was grievous to him and the people of his reign. It chanced one night, as Jaliad lay in his bed, occupied with anxious thought of the issue of the affair of his kingdom, that sleep overcame him, and he dreamt that he poured water upon the roots of a tree. And Scheherazade perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of Night 899 Night nine hundred When it was the nine hundredth night she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious King, that the King saw himself in his vision pouring water upon the roots of a tree, about which were many other trees, and lo and behold there came fire out of this tree and burnt up every growth which encompassed it, whereupon Jali'ad awoke affrighted and trembling, and calling one of his pages said to him, Go fetch the Wazir Shamas in all haste. So he betook himself to Shamas and said to him, the king calleth for thee forthright, because he hath awoke from his sleep in affright, and hath sent me to bring thee to him in haste. When Shamas heard this, he arose without stay or delay, and going to the king, found him seated on his bed. He prostrated himself before him, wishing him permanence of glory and prosperity, and said, May Allah not cause thee grieve, O king, what hath troubled thee this night, and what is the cause of thy seeking me thus in haste? The king bade him be seated, and as soon as he sat down, began telling his tale, and said to him, I have dreamt this night a dream which terrified me, and twas that methought I poured water upon the roots of a tree whereabout were many other trees, and as I was thus engaged, lo and behold, fire issued therefrom, and burnt up all the growths that were around it, wherefore I was affrighted, and fear took me. Then I awoke and sent to bid thee to me, because of thy knowledge and skill in interpretation of dreams, and of that which I know of the vastness of thy wisdom, and the greatness of thine understanding." At this Shamas the wazir bowed his head groundwards a while, and presently raising it, smiled. So the king said to him, What deemest thou, O Shamas? Tell me the truth of the matter, and hide not from me. Answered Shamas, O king, verily Allah Almighty granteth thee thy wish, and cooleth thine eyes, for the matter of this dream presageth all good, to wit that the Lord will bless thee with a son, who shall inherit the kingdom from thee after thy long life. But there is somewhat else I desire not to expound at this present seeing that the time is not favourable for interpretation. The king rejoiced in these words with exceeding joy, and great was his contentment. His trouble departed from him. His mind was at rest, and he said, If the case be thus of the happy presage of my dream, do thou complete to me its exposition when the fitting time betideth, for that which it behooveth not to expound to me now, it behooveth that thou expound to me when its time cometh, so my joy may be fulfilled, because I seek naught in this, save that a proof of Allah extolled and exalted be he. Now when the wazir Shimas saw that the king was urgent to have the rest of the exposition, he put him off with a pretext. But Jaliad assembled all the astrologers and interpreters of dreams of his realm, and as soon as they were in the presence related to them his vision, saying, I desire you to tell me the true interpretation of this. Whereupon one of them came forward, and craved the king's permission to speak, which, being granted, he said, Know, O king, that thy wazir Shemas is nowise unable to interpret this as I dream, "'But he shrank from troubling thy repose. "'Wherefore he disclosed not unto thee the whole thereof, "'but, and thou suffer me to speak, "'I will expose to thee that which he concealed from thee.' "'The king replied, "'Speak without respect for persons, O interpreter, "'and be truthful in thy speech.' "'The interpreter said, "Know then, O king, "'that there will be born to thee a boy child "'who shall inherit the kingship from thee "'after thy long life, "'but he shall not order himself "'towards the lieges after thy fashion. "'Nay,' He shall transgress thine ordinances, and oppress thy subjects, and there shall befall him what befell the mouse with the cat, and I seek refuge with Almighty Allah. The king asked, But what is the story of the cat and the mouse? And the interpreter answered, May Allah prolong the king's life. They tell the following tale of the mouse and the cat. A Grimalkin, that is to say, a cat, went out one night to a certain garden, in search of what she might devour but found nothing, and became weak for the excessive cold and rain that prevailed that night. So she sought for some device whereby to save herself. As she prowled about in search of prey, she espied a nest at the foot of a tree, and drawing near unto it, sniffed thereat and purred till she scented a mouse within, and went round about it, seeking to enter and seize the inmate. When the mouse smelt the cat, he turned his back to her and scraped up the earth with his forehand, to stop the nest door against her, whereupon she assumed a weakly voice and said, why dost thou thus o oh my brother i come to seek refuge with thee hoping that thou wilt take pity on me and harbour me in thy nest this night for i am weak because of the greatness of my age and the loss of my strength and can hardly move i have ventured into thy garden to-night and how many a time have i called upon death that i might be at rest from this pain behold here am i at thy door prostrate for cold and rain and i beseech thee by allah take of thy charity my hand and bring me in with thee and give me shelter in the vestibule of thy nest for I am a stranger and wretched, and tis said, Whoso sheltereth a stranger and a wretched one in his home, his shelter shall be paradise on the day of doom. And thou, O my brother, it behoove thee to earn eternal reward by succoring me, and suffering me abide with thee this night till the morning, when I will wend my way. And Jeherazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased her permitted say. End of night, 900. Recording by Jordan Coriati.